0: And after she won in Buffalo, she uh, went and posed out front of Victoria's Secret in full goalie gear, and her tweet was, "My cup size is Isabel." <laughs> <laughs> and, like that's that's a really hard goalie not to read for. So. Yeah. She uh, she asked me like a month ago if she really had to stay in her bed that same bed all fucking night. and I was like uh, yeah
1: now you did
0: I know I'm not supposed to say that but just asking and I was like okay so. Just asking. A. M. A. M. That's, that's that's how things are going over here. They're going real good.
2: <laughs> All right. Whoa. I don't even know if we're gonna have to cut a cold open. Hello and welcome no, to that's episode thirty nine, part two. I guess season two, episode thirty nine of the Bruce and Burns podcast. <laughs> it's one way by to introduce. To Hasbrook. <laughs> Joined as per usual by Chris Gear, Andrew Johnson, and three and a half, four time guest. Cass Silverman, I don't know what are we at. A couple uh, couple canceled, a couple lost to the void for our yeah. uh, for our Patreon fans only. I'm not
0: Wait, sure. Officially. This is the fourth time I've recorded with you. I think. Well, define recorded. So that would make it well. <laughs> it was it was the third episode. Time I've recorded. It's the third episode, so.
2: Well, we'll see. As of now, that's the plan anyway, and no promises. <laughs> Uh, I guess if you're listening to it, then we did it. So congratulations. I guess it's on me here because I'm editing this week. So hopefully, I don't fuck it up.
3: Also featuring my neighbor's dog, who for the third straight episode, despite is having that
0: what that
1: is,
3: d- despite yeah. having been there for the entire time we've had this podcast, this dog has just suddenly decided to start appearing on every episode. So I'm gonna try and use the mute button appropriately, and
2: we'll try and get through it. All right. Well, speaking of things that started appearing on every episode, I believe the Bruise and Bruins podcast is sponsored by DraftKings. And I I know Drew is very passionate about DraftKings. Drew, talk to us a little bit about your experience with DraftKings and whether (laughs) or not you are feeling the sweat.
4: Woo! All right. This weekend's UFC 261 is sure to be a can't. Miss event that was in caps. Can't was in caps. Every punch, kick, and knockout means so much more with the DraftKings lineup on the line. DraftKings, the official daily fantasy partner of UFC, is giving you a shot at a huge cash prize. This for this weekend's fight, DraftKings is offering all players a shot at millions of dollars in total prizes. If you haven't tried it yet, fantasy MMA is easy to play. Just pick six fighters, stay under the salary cap, and pile up points for advances, takedowns, and more. There's no better way to put your MMA knowledge to the test than compete for a shot at millions of dollars in total prizes. Plus, don't forget to feel the sweat like never before. In basketball and hockey, where DraftKings has even more money up for grabs throughout the week. <laughs> and also hockey. <laughs> it's, it's written. Oh, it says and hockey. Whatever. DraftKings is safe, secure, and reliable. So you can deposit and withdraw your funds at your convenience. Download the DraftKings app now and use promo code THPN to get a shot at millions of dollars in total prizes throughout the week. That's promo code THPN. To get a shot at millions of dollars in total
3: prizes, only at DraftKings.
4: Eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com for details
3: so you know what i'm always asking you know how like anyone who knows me knows i'm always asking this and um, i'm always saying like hey where can i put my mma knowledge to the test <laughs> right in a safe uh,
2: and secure manner i'm, I'm just, want, like, I'm like constantly asking
3: people that and you know i'm glad you finally answered that drew
4: yeah literally every day in the group chat
3: Chris.
2: just, I'm just, like, I'm just, just const-
3: <laughs> constantly berating you guys <laughs>
2: Not to just like <laughs> shit on this ad, but like before we get into hockey, how do you guys feel about MMA? Because it's just like too violent for me. And somebody tried to be like well, you like hockey, and I was like, but it's it's different, you know.
3: It's very but, different. I don't follow it, but I've like gone over to people people's
2: houses. From, yeah, like, socially. No, I mean like I, I will do it socially. Fight. Yeah, if like people are having, like, hey, we're having people over to watch the fight. Like, sure, you know what I mean. But I like, I don't care if it's a fight or a swim meet. You know what I mean? Like, I would say I'm not attracted to the culture
3: of MMA. I think it's yeah. just so vicious. Yeah. The The okay. events are, I, like, I'm not turned off by, like, the violence or anything, but I, I don't like when there's an obviously knocked out person and, like, they get a couple extra hits in just to make sure that... Yeah, that's the one that's, for me,
2: is just, like, I don't know. I feel like a little overboard. Play to but... the buzzer. I mean, yeah, like, it's that's what they're signing up for, you know what I mean? Like, it's that kind of thing, but... Watch WWE. So
0: the real okay. <laughs> I mean, I'm not a I'm not a WWE fan uh I and I feel kind of bad saying it but like I kind of like oh we're, we're, we're about to get a guest by the way um so
1: hell yeah. maybe she's
0: maybe she's gonna maybe she's gonna hide everybody in the world can see you if you come over here just so you know okay you I'm all about it. <laughs> but uh I don't I don't like the scripted yeah she's, she's becoming bolder um i don't like the scripted nature of wwe i kind of like the like yeah. if you're gonna if you're gonna be violent like, you might, well, be violent, like actually, yeah. you might as well like, like actually you might as well like don't don't pretend kick can like actually knock them out
4: i uh started watching it last quarantine at the very beginning i just like randomly on hulu there's like uh a couple of their shows and I started watching and they were like, WrestleMania is coming up. I'm like, you know what? I have nothing going on at all. <laughs> I'm going to make a weekend. Cause it was two nights of watching WrestleMania. And I just like follow the storylines the two weeks before and then stopped. And I did the same exact thing. By chance, this time around, because I was like, All right, I haven't watched this in a while, throw one on. And they were like, WrestleMania in four weeks. So I was like, oh my I bet We're doing this again. We're doing it. <laughs> and how was it?
2: What was it like not to make this a wrestling podcast?
4: <laughs> so the, the the one on the first quarantine, they did it from like their training facility. And then this one they did it in Florida because you know, Florida's like, Yes, let's yeah, have Kobe doesn't ex- exist there. Yeah, yeah exactly. Doesn't yeah. Exist there. yeah, but yeah, no. yeah it's,
2: it's entertaining, but it, it gets old. fair enough all right well on that note (laughs) we have our goal to goaltending expert cat Silverman, here and uh cat like before i mean obviously we're going to talk about swayman and vladar here because that's been the talk of the town in boston well it was i guess before the trade deadline and now it's gotten pushed back a little bit but i just want to clear one thing up because i had some people coming after me on twitter i don't know if you saw this at all but people were attacking me because I was saying that as well as Jeremy Swayman is playing, you still need to bring back Yaro Halak as the backup going into the rest of the season. Yes. And, but like, and people were like, are you kidding me? You got to ride the hot hand and blah, blah, blah. Uh, And I swear to God, I'm not, I don't want to call out any names, but this one dude was like, I was like, just pointing out like historically, if you rush goaltenders into situations like that, it doesn't pan out very well. I.e., Carter Hart. And I swear to God, I swear to God, this dude just was like, hey, wh- I mean Patrick Waugh did it. And I was like, whoa. Oh, <laughs> I mean fucking No, that,
1: that means Patrick, I can do
2: it. Patrick so... Waugh
0: did it in like the immediate post-expansion era when there we traditionally <laughs> oh, had what? Like
2: there's more six or seven
0: <laughs> professional goaltenders, and then we went to having like thirty. And at least 25 of them had no business playing in the National Hockey League. Like, of course he did. Uh, But no, that's – did he have more? Like, was that his his most compelling argument? No, that was actually the second
2: one he mentioned. The first one was, of course, just everybody should just be like Ken Dryden. Oh Jesus Dryden Christ! Minute, so I okay. saw
3: that. I saw that one.
4: I saw okay. the thing. Okay, the first I was, thing
2: I like, "Come on!" The guys.
3: first thing like, I thought like, is like, to... "Imagine if Jeremy Swayman came into the league like trying to play hockey like Ken Dryden."
1: <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> that's I. I so get when that. fans are excited. Like that's that's fine. Be excited about your young goalie. Like okay, but that's that's so stupid. From a... <laughs> <It's> just like. <laughs> I feel like you can quietly be really excited about a goal. You can cheer him on. You can like, you can tweet at him and say, like, ah, oh, you did an amazing job. Like, love having you here for the future. Whatever the, really?
4: like, whatever
0: the fuck people like can to, like, we to just
4: tweet it verb- I tweet at Jeremy Swayman all the time. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, I'm like, Jeremy yeah. Swayman,
2: you're real white seen- material, but I'm not ready for I'm that thinking- yet. So I'll come back to it in a few <laughs> years. We'll circle back like, around.
0: Like, think about what, like, Montreal's got all the people attacking Jonathan Drouin. So apparently people, like, they love tweeting at yeah. professional athletes. But realistically if you think that a guy basically goes pro jumps in the national hockey league and then like sure <laughs> just, just roll with it yeah win the Stanley Cup that's like one two three question mark profit like that's yeah. I I don't know that's I mean all he's he got to do a is stop bad...
2: the pucks you know like yeah he's the... got to, he's
0: got to make big saves he's got to be he's got uh, to win the big games it's gotta the be,
2: big gotta big, yeah, yeah, he's got to be got to be timely there
0: he's already he won the big
2: games gotta be a little gritty it's gotta be a little gritty
0: I know everybody thinks that, like, Tuka Rask is the softest person alive. And saw people tweeting about how, like, what was it that somebody called him? A part-time goalie? Oh,
1: Where, yeah, well, I mean, he did go he to, you know, help his games. sick daughter or uh, whatever.
0: <laughs> like, yeah. Part-time goalie because he doesn't play 82 games a year. Um, yeah. but uh,
3: Not to mention, the, as recently as, like, three yeah. or four years ago, like was playing 70 20, games a year. 2015, <laughs> yeah. 2016,
2: played 70 games a year and then... Was dead just by the bonkers. playoffs and said, "Hey, I'm yeah. dead for the playoffs. I paid play seventy fucking games a year."
0: <laughs> it's it's so stupid. It's it's thoughtless, honestly. To to be excited about your goalie and then to just like have a brain melt and say, oh have him have from here on out. Like I, I, I don't know. Yeah, and,
2: and and I don't want to like a start because I I am very excited about Swayman and and Valera's oh, played well be. too, but especially Swayman. And I do want to spend most of the time talking about. Swamin well, pre- makes me less nervous been.
0: than Vodar. Yeah, I don't even yeah. know if you should a lot less than
2: For sure. But and but at the same time, to like act like a goaltender who's played a week's worth of games in the NHL should be replacing. I again, Literally right? last season was the best starting goaltender in the National Hockey League. Literally you, year. This isn't like a few years. Like
0: why would you replace a veteran heading down the back stretch? And even if you had him into rotation. I saw that you were tweeting about it. That you know, adding the three goalies. And I will apologize if uh, the people who were tweeting with you are listening to this. I stopped reading after the third tweet <laughs> because there were so many. Yeah, no, I did too. Um, I just
2: got down into the rabbit hole and I was but, like, I, check out from this one.
0: I mean, having having three goalies all year is stupid. It's we've seen it happen with uh the the New York Islanders did it with JF Berube and he went on record the next year saying that he was confused, didn't know what was going on. Didn't know when he was going (laughs) to play. The Blackhawks are kind of dealing with it with Colin Delia where he hasn't surfaced in like three months. Um, And so they're basically ruining assets by not having them play for months at a time, but down the backstretch, I mean, especially given how many games are being packed in, right? There's so many teams that are playing all these games back to back and Having an extra guy there for practice so everybody's well rested rotating everyone a little bit more there's no need to play the hot hand because why would you why would you cool off the hot hand before the playoffs? That seems like the like the most counterproductive thing you can do but that that's the internet for you I guess. Counterproductive is the internet.
4: Yeah, I think a goaltender is like the easiest position to jump on either in support or the
3: hate because it's the one it's the only position that's just like one you can look at at the scoreboard and not even watch the game and say a goalie played well or not well
4: yeah it's like it's just i don't know it's way more complicated than that and that's why we have cat on to explain (laughs) to the audience uh, what it's really about. but yeah it's like it's like when you blame a quarterback for everything in a Football game, and and that's different because the quarterback does have a lot more control over the game. But you know, it's just the one guy; it's the top dog, and they just fucking shit on
3: them for no reason.
4: Yeah, I mean, in (laughs) fairness,
3: if if a goalie does play horribly, it's very obvious in hockey. Oh,
4: (laughs) yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah, Uh,
3: you could, but they can't win a game either. I I know. On this podcast, Cat has equated the goaltending position to the quarterback position. When I tried to at least draw the analogy to running backs, but uh, yeah, I mean, an interception in in football is very similar to giving up a, a goal in hockey. Like, yeah. it can be not your fault. It can be absolutely your fault. Yeah. Such is life. Receiver <laughs> runs a bad these route. My, these are my hot takes.
4: <laughs> Receiver runs a bad route. The defense blows up in hockey. You know, it's Similar. Wow, let's just make this a football podcast. I got my <laughs> go. um, who wants to talk quarterbacks? Let's go. <laughs>
3: um, all right. Well, Drew I guess... Bledsoe, Cam Newton,
2: <gasps> Drew Bledsoe. Yeah, his <laughs> yeah, first yeah, name's Drew. Uh, yeah, right, there you go. We got the we got the Patriot quarterback line here. I
4: can't Bledsoe. so. Do, do, do. So, Kat,
2: <laughs> how much? Uh... <laughs> How much have you been able to watch of, uh, of Swayman, especially in Vladar, I guess, but I think Swayman's going to be the main focus here uh, for the (laughs) past couple weeks.
0: So I've seen more of Swayman than I've seen of Vladar. Um, just because it's, it's been a long, what year and a half and my blood pressure is not (laughs) capable of handling, uh, watching Vladar in real time. I'm I'm going (laughs) to save him for the off season. I'm going to break him down then. Uh, he no. makes me nervous. He has since since they drafted him, he still does. Um but I I've gotten to see a little bit of Swayman and I mean I I like the the analogy to to Carter Hart. Um obviously I think the Bruins are a, are a little bit kinder to their goalies than the, the Flyers are to theirs, although I think that's that's a really low bar. I think only Buffalo's meaner to their goalies than oh, man. than Philadelphia. Um
2: <laughs> but
0: uh, now I think he he's adjusting well but it's almost at, at this point it's almost not even about adjustments, right? When it's a, a call up, especially mid season, um it's it's really hard to look at it as anything but adrenaline. Um, I kind of like evaluating once we've gotten out of the, like do or die. Like we're at the point right now where if they play poorly, they're not getting more games. And so the adrenaline that fuels them at this point, I I'd assume that even if they say like, Oh, I I totally like I said, cool. I said, collected. I just tried to make the stops. Like they probably blacked out for half of it. They have no idea what they did. Um, But I mean, Swayman's always been more technically precise, right? Always been a little bit more controlled. Always had better depth management in spades. Um, and I think he's he's showing that at the very least with that adrenaline-driven start to the year, uh, or at least to his year in the NHL, he's a uh, he's carrying that over pretty well. Um, doesn't look like he's trying to over anticipate too much, which is really all you can ask for in a in a. And a young goalie who's, who's trying to essentially solidify. I don't even want to say solidify their place on the team right now. I'd say solidify their place as the the future. Cause at some point Tuka Rask will have to retire um, and they will need to have someone waiting in the wings to take on the substantial workload. And it might be both of them. It might be Swayman and Vladar, but one of them is probably going to earn a little bit more trust there. And I mean, I think he's doing a good job of proving why I think that probably should be him. Personally? Yeah, I
2: think I think a lot of people were, like, I, me included, obviously, were happy with how Vladar, because Vladar got the, the earlier starts, just kind of how things shook out, and I was happy to see, you know what I mean? And and uh, have, have, having seen a little bit of Swayman in the past and not, you know, I wasn't, like, obviously being like, oh, well, Vladar's our guy, he played two games in the NHL and he looked good, <laughs> you know what I mean? But, like, it's nice to see that he's improving as well mm-hmm. and taking advantage of that opportunity. So let's see what Swayman has now. And obviously Swayman has been so impressive. Um I think the one thing that like a, a couple people were pointing out was potentially being a little too over-aggressive at times, which I, I I mean, it's like you said, it seems like he's for the most part has held himself back. I, I, and it's kind of that balance of like playing with all the adrenaline and not getting a little mm-hmm. bit too antsy in the net. You know what I mean? And jumping out a little too far. And once in a while, he'll, He'll do that. I mean, he's gotten burned on it maybe once or twice, but in in general, I think he's been a pretty. He he de- definitely appears composed, which I think is a very big thing. That's something right. that um that they that Cassidy commented on afterward was that he he reminded him a lot of Rask in the net, and that he seems like he's very collected and he's making like very calculated plays back and forth across the crease and not just kind of sliding around all willy nilly. So, so Thomas. <laughs>
0: That's such a so that's such a fascinating comparison to make too, because I think that Tuka Rask does a good job of not overcommitting to things uh when he's at the top of his game. But habitually Tuka Rask is a uh, he's a little happy with the slides sometimes. He's oh, not yeah. he's not he's not the calmest goalie in the league. Like if I think about the that era of elite goaltending in the NHL, so like, what, 2004 to 2020, the, the, big, like, the big giant names there. Uh, you have Henrik Lundqvist, you have Corey Crawford, you have Jonathan Quick, who I think is far more all over the place than to Rask. Yeah, you have Marc-Andre Fleury, who's more all over the place, but I'd even say Corey Schneider in his heyday carry Price, pretty... Price is substantially Calm, calmer. Right? Braden Holtby was a lot a lot crisper, a lot more robotic. I do think that Soyman's a lot a lot more fluid than some of those guys. I think that uh especially a guy like Holtby was a little a little rigid, a little robotic at times. Um mm-hmm. a little choppier with his movement. We kind of saw the same thing from guys like uh, like Schneider. Um but and I I think that a lot of people, you know, they look at at a guy like Swayman and they say, Oh, he's, he's coming out too far. I, uh, I mean, he's coming from, from college hockey essentially. And yeah. yeah, in college hockey, you, you do have to be a little bit more aggressive because your defense will not do it for you.
4: Oh yeah. And Swayman um, learned that at UMaine. The defense <laughs> yeah. wasn't great. I, I saw him play once and he faced 95 shots in two games. I believe
3: Cassidy, uh, Made a crack about that after his first game. <laughs> really? <laughs> yeah, I think in the press conference after, uh I think it was the I think it was the one that uh, he he made 40 saves. I think that was the game. He was like, i, I think, used to those." Yeah, I think after the game he said, "I, I, I haven't seen much of him, but I, I heard he got peppered." <laughs> you made,
2: yeah, it. So, yeah. yeah. No,
3: it was really bad. <laughs> defense. <laughs> like they were a
4: decent team, but yeah, the defense was where <laughs> they're lacking. It really. He,
0: yeah, there's a reason he and won he, the mic he, Looking. Right. And like looking back at those those game tapes of his time at UMaine, he uh he obviously had to make some of those more acrobatic saves as people like to call them. Um but he didn't overcommit to anything. There were a lot of desperation saves in there. There were a lot of saves that maybe looked a little choppier, a little bit more a little bit more aggressive in nature because he'd get himself set, he'd follow the play and then the team in front of him would just like Step back, they were like, You look real good, man. I'm gonna let you do your thing. And then just we're like in the, way. They just leave the defensive there. zone. And so we're not gonna get in your way. And so he that's that's his instinctively. I once again we talk about that adjustment period because I don't think he's at the point where he's consciously adjusting any part of his game right now. He's he's just like riding on riding on instinct and and rhythm and making sure that he feels confident. He's not trying to overdo anything. Um and but he doesn't. It's funny if that people would criticize that because, like, have they seen Dan Vladar? Yeah, I, I mean,
2: <laughs> they, I, I don't, I don't know criti- if it was as much they, of a comparison. I think it was. was gonna say, like, are they
0: are they are they criticizing someone for for being too aggressive when like like Dan Vladar is? No, I don't there think
2: there was a comparison there. there. Yeah,
3: I, I would say in the recent games. I mean, I mean, not so recent anymore, but the the ones that he's played in the past month or two, Vladar has looked much more controlled and has made mm-hmm. me a yeah. lot less nervous. Yeah, um, he's
0: gotten a lot calmer.
3: And the the thing that really stood out to me has been using his pads for rebound control. Um, he's got those long ass legs, and that's that's probably his number one asset. Um, but to get to get a couple words in on on Swayman, uh, no, we're thing, on. <laughs> the things the things that stood out to me in the the small sample that that I saw was a pretty great puck tracking ability through traffic um the things where, like if you slow it down in slow motion where sometimes goalies will be a little slower to react like you could see he's like watching the puck into his glove um and then really fast getting across the crease and kind of reading when he needs to do that and not doing the thing that tuca sometimes does and kind of like over committing to that and kind of sliding past his his spot what do you mean Tugaras never does? <laughs> We've never seen Tugar give, seen give
1: up a goal ask, and, like, and end slide up.
2: No, I mean that's and that is such a I feel like that is was uh, especially how young he is, like the ability that, that he is so quick to get across, but in a controlled manner. Mm-hmm. I think that is really impressive. Again, like I would like to see him really progress the next few years, but like he is so young that we realistically could see his prime quite a ways down the road at this point. Mm -hmm. So the fact that he's already that composed with, because he, again, he has that natural ability that he, you know, it's not easy to get across the crease like that. Um, And to be able to do that already and also have that much control over it, I think is a very encouraging sign, I'll say.
0: And it's sort of, sort of building on that. uh, One thing that I think he, thinking back more on, because I did a big breakdown when I, I, I watched a bunch of his game tape when he was at UMaine, just looking at the the top goaltenders of the future. And I was given a list of guys that were kind of supposed to be on it. And I, I removed Fladar and added Swayman. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> and uh, Swayman doesn't lose his creativity there. And that's the biggest thing is I think a lot of these guys, when we say, oh, they look so crisp and controlled and, Oh, they they moved really calmly. Like they they looked like they were in control of the whole game. Because no goaltender is going to be in complete control, uh, just because things pucks change direction. Chaotic, yeah. Uh, like it's pucks naturally. change direction, and so any goaltender who looks like they never make those stupid saves, like those desperation <laughs> saves. Uh, they're probably going to end up out of the NHL before too long. It's probably because uh,
2: they're missing those, yeah. <laughs>
0: yeah, it's, uh, I think about the biggest one for me is Calvin Pickard. I thought he was unreal when he was a prospect for Colorado and when they were still a they, – they were a good team and then they were an ass team and then they were a good team again. But when they were doing pretty well, he – and he didn't really have to worry about his defensive creativity – he looked phenomenal. His depth management was beautiful. His tracking was great. He always hit his posts. Uh, didn't seem to overcommit. His angles were great. And then he played some games that were less effective because he was he was really their starter in Colorado for the last half of the year that they were so bad, that 2016-17 season. And uh, he he just didn't have that extra gear of being able to, throw traditional technique away in favor of being confident in like, I'm not saying that. And unfortunately I think some goalie coaches do this. They say, oh, you know, you need your creativity. Go practice your pad stacks. Um, Yeah. I don't think they need to do that, but being confident in how your your legs move when you go to make a, a two pad stack save, knowing how far your reach is when you make a poke check, stuff like that. I think Swayman's very good at that. You know, he has non-traditional technique in his repertoire and he's okay with tossing what what should be done in favor of what's actually going to stop the puck when something goes wrong. And, uh, and I think that sometimes makes a goalie look a little uncontrolled and he's probably, even though he's doing well, he's probably getting nitpicked right now by a lot of people because they're like, oh, he's doing amazing, but right here look at that he moved way too fast uh he got it with the inside of his inner leg like he could have gotten that with his chest and so i think uh that's that's a good sign though that he's not looking like every single save is exactly how it would be taught in like a demonstrative youtube video he's he's actually making it shows that he's reading the game well enough that he's Mm -hmm. able to do like no. you know, whatever's the easiest for him at that point in time, which is nice.
3: So, Kat, you're saying I can't watch a YouTube video and become an NHL goalie?
0: Um, I mean, maybe. I think that's what uh, I think that's what Mike Smith did. <laughs> okay, guys, I do
3: want to watch the Mike Smith instructional video on how to score goalie goals. Sounds like good stuff,
2: yeah. So, <laughs> I think uh. Uh I pretty much answered my next question, which is going to be, do you think that, you know, obviously that that kind of fluidity that you had mentioned will be a, a positive for him as he tries to learn more kind of being able to adapt more as opposed to maybe not to like shit on Brayden Holby, but somebody who is more rigid and may have trouble kind of going outside their you know, five, six, uh, I don't making shit up, but like outside of their like, sound like you what, what's five six, six. <laughs> well i was gonna say five no, six seven moves like their traditional like oh. hey butterfly push you know the freaking lv or whatever the hell it's called Dance post, right? i mean He's like the traditional <laughs> what is it is it like an it's like an l it's a
0: VH? Rvh,
2: rvh, rvh, right. You, have, yeah, you got you
0: got one of the letters in there. That's good.
2: Yeah, you it's know, I, I know what it looks like. That's what matters. Who cares the fuck you call it? But, um, but like the, having that kind of fluidity and and being able to be controlled, but also instinctual when you need to be. I think to me, it would come off as something that would be beneficial to him because he can kind of tweak his game and adapt without having to right. rely on like those kind of textbook saves. So I, I think, think it's really good. Awesome.
0: Um, obviously, it depends on it depends on the goalie, and it depends on what they're It depends on the balance, right? Because um, if there are some guys who do really well for a game or two because they're they are riding on that adrenaline and they're just throwing themselves in front of the puck and they have a ton of speed and agility and the footwork's super important. I think guys who are good skaters uh, are kind of moving ahead of the goalies who don't really don't really have the same fluidity to their game um but there has to be a balance um because you look at like you said there's Braden Holtby who when you're that technically precise you could tell when Braden Holtby was off his game because he just let everything in because he it's a game of millimeters and he never against the Bruins no
2: (laughs) never ever
0: um, but yeah, <laughs> no, I think he, uh, as he started to age and slow down because that, that mobility does go away as you get older, especially, I mean, I know very few people who past the age of 30 can comfortably do the splits. Um, and, me. <laughs> yeah, and as goalies age and their body gets a little stiffer, being able to, to to loosen up on technique a little bit as you slow down a little bit as you don't move as comfortably is, is a good thing but then you have guys that are on the other end of the spectrum you have a guy like a Jonathan Quick who incredibly athletic and acrobatic and agile I mean he was one of the fastest movers in the NHL he and he read the game a lot better than people thought he did I I'm talking like he's dead which he basically is um
3: <laughs> R.I.P. Yeah. Jonathan Quick yeah
0: R.I.P. Right, Jonathan Quick um but he uh, as he got older and he slowed down because he didn't he made a lot of mistakes where he would overslide, and then be able to stop on a diamond because he read the game well enough that he'd overslide and managed to make it back to where the puck was with a desperation save that he didn't need to make but he could make it because of his speed. And then when he slowed down, he was so used to oversliding that he had to really overhaul a lot about his game too. And then you have guys like like Corey Crawford and Henrik Lundqvist who are kind of that really nice balance. And I would I would argue Tukarask and Yaro Halak are both that really nice balance too. And those are the guys who, as they age, you don't see as much of a learning curve there. You see where if it weren't for you know, a heart issue for one, concussion issues for another. I think all four of those would still be towards the top of the league. Um and so that's kind of that balance, I think, is what Swayman has. And hopefully Vladar will at some point too. Um I think he's still a little a little closer to being a little movement happy. Um but that's that's the best way to essentially to age because as your body slows down, mm-hmm. you don't have to rely on one way or another
2: like this may be a little art like archaic for me but like my first and maybe it's just like the malcolm Subban experience for me but like that was my that's what i was
0: actually gonna bring up was, was my malcolm first Subban. like
2: experience or my first like reading of a goalie when i see like the young guy is like do they look like they at least belong here not necessarily are they thriving like and at the very least Vladar looks like he can survive and win games which again, there's it's it's such a he can win games with the Bruins, maybe he can't with the Sabres. That's a very big difference, of course. But at in the very fairness, least, you can plug him in Nathan right now.
0: Suban was not put in the same situation. No, not at all. Not at Dan Vladar and his Dan,
3: Dan Vladar, like, game. yeah, I gotta come in and relieve uh, and give up. Fucking, what he gave up, like four goals. I was going
0: to say Dan Vladar got lit up in his first game. Too. Exactly. Exactly. He came in and, well, I was and that's like, kind of oh, no, the, no. the
2: progress that I'm like, it, compared to yeah. that, again, different circumstances, of course, but like so he looks at least a little bit more comfortable then. there. Yeah. Yeah. He looks at least a little more comfortable there. So I think that's at least a positive sign. Um, For me, then, it's,
0: it's if they, not even just do they look like they belong, because sometimes they get nervous and, you know, they. They get inside their own heads uh, when they, especially those younger guys. But do they, when they allow a goal, do they turn their head to look at the right place to see the puck? (laughs) Because sometimes they allow, if if a young guy allows a goal, and he has to like do a full circle to figure out where the puck came from, I'm like, oh, we're in trouble now, (laughs) Um, (laughs) just because that that game read isn't there. And I think Malcolm Subban had really good reaction speed. And he is incredibly agile, and he had a lot of good base technique in there. But I don't think he read the game very well at all. And he's gotten better at it because that's, he's really had to focus on that over the last couple of years. But there were times where I watched him, even with Vegas, when he was – I mean, they were such a good defensive team. And he was playing really well most of the time, and then he'd allow a goal where he had no idea where the puck was. And I was like, "You weren't screened? How would you not? How you not find that puck?" And that's—I—I I don't think Vladar is necessarily doing that, and that's okay to me. Um, he did for a little bit when he when he was first drafted. I got a little nervous because he sometimes would make a save, like a really exciting save, where he looked like he was jazz handing his way there, and
1: <laughs>
0: uh, and his face would be just like. He, it was like like when you see someone who's like looking out at the audience and waving pretending they know someone like that's kind of how he looked and i was like oh okay it was it was very i think peter Mrazek did that that's a lot good, yeah. peter um, Mrazek was a big uh big your family there, <laughs> and uh and uh so i think uh, i think vladar's gotten a lot better about that which is you know testament to the the baby bruins there for for giving him the right opportunity to work on his work on his puck tracking and his game read because that not just the coaching but I think that that your your minor league team if they're not at least holding the Ford down and playing defense with some level of consistency there's there's no way for those guys to learn. And so that's a really fair I, point yeah. That's you know testament to the the Bruins. I think they've they've given him a good environment to succeed
4: uh, a question i had and i am kind of in the middle on this and we have talked about it before but kind of looking ahead to next season we know it's probably going to be only tuca or halak that get re-signed um and so at this point i, I think the argument is kind of like it, you put Flodar's back up give swayman more time down with the providence bruins or also, Swayman's looking really good, and I would argue better than Vladar right now. So maybe he gets the tip of the cap. What w- What would you think? And I guess it's open up to everybody, but um, so of us just peppering. Cow, let's, what, let's have the expert answer the question. Yeah. <laughs> what, what do you think? With what you've seen so far, do you think would be the better move for the Broods, keeping Swayman down or moving him into that backup role
0: next season? Like? Um, that's, that's hard. Uh, I think for starters, uh, I think it, we won't really be able to tell until this season's over just because, um, you know, I kind of looking at, and I think we ended up talking about him last time too, and surprise things haven't changed. Uh, Aiden Hill in Arizona, um, very clearly has, he's worked on his game reads, his depth management, his technique, his positioning. Uh he technically is an NHL goaltender, but when he does poorly, you know if he has a bad game, he slips into his bad habits and he then just falls into that pattern and he still does it and it's super frustrating, but that can that's how you end up with some of these goaltenders out of Edmonton uh, who not to not to pick on Edmonton, but out of Edmonton and Buffalo mm-hmm. um who. <laughs> end up, you know, just getting progressively worse until they get traded somewhere because they are put in a situation where they essentially revert to kind of like panic mode. You know, you, if you're, if you're in a panicked situation, most people are going to react just going off of their base instinct, which every goaltender has bad habits that are their baseline. And it takes a uh, they, they typically say like 100 repetitions of something to build a new habit. And if you haven't quite hit those repetitions yet, and you're a young goaltender, and you have a bad game, you might slip back into your old habits. And then you just essentially re ingrain your old bad habits. And so heading down the back stretch here, it's going to be kind of fun to see if either Vladar or Swayman have that happen, um, you know, where one of them has a bad game and just kind of let some old bad habits reintroduce themselves because there's nothing wrong with either one of them being up. There's nothing wrong with either one of them being in the AHL. I think it's not going to stunt development either way. It'll really just come down to which one, like, I don't think if, if Swayman does really, really, really well, and Vladar just does okay, but then Swayman starts to slip. uh, There's no benefit to not giving him a chance to reintroduce a, a good baseline to his game before bringing him up. I, I think that's that's detrimental to him, um, and then it's detrimental to Vladar because you are putting him back down in the AHL when really the other guy could be benefiting from it instead. So,
2: yeah, I agree with Cat. Yeah, that was smart. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> it was just next time somebody asks about that, I'm just gonna like clip that out and <laughs> slide it on over. That's good.
4: I'm gonna put in my Twitter bio like my, my uh like how people do like my tweets don't reflect upon my employer. I'll put that, but at Cat Silverman's <laughs> tweets uh, do represent me, represent my view. I was gonna
0: say you don't you don't want to do that. My tweets don't my tweets don't represent anything good.
3: I feel like I had a really smart question to ask about swimming but I forgot what it was. So just. Everyone listening to this assume I just had like this really smart question and it was awesome. Is
0: you know he what? really a normal goalie? The answer is no.
3: No. <laughs> I don't I, I don't have to ask
2: that. He, no and as soon as he said he like shootouts. I was like, uh, oh yeah, I love shootouts. I love like, them, but like well, yeah, he was guy. like,
0: I pride myself in not being the weird goalie. And I was like, you know who says that they pride themselves in not being the weird guy in an entire society of weird people? The like weird person. Yep. That's who says mm, yeah. that.
2: Yeah. No, he's probably the weirdest goalie. He probably yeah. sleeps in all his shit. He he does have maybe crazy, crazy eyes. I don't know. <laughs> Dude has
3: crazy eyes. Every picture yeah, well, I've seen. of sure. Yeah. He's like
2: uh, Yeah, it's not crazy. It kind of Martin but... Jones crazy. I mean, eyes. he seems
0: like he's he seems like he's a different kind of weird, right? Like you've got yeah. the Brizgalovs and that mm-hmm. little group of weird, and that's that's like an entirely different
1: conversation.
0: Animal. But then Fish you have the on. ones who Right. Like, but then you have the ones who, like, like Connor Halibach, weirdest interview I've ever, ever given. Um, cause I felt like I was sitting in a, like, in a math lecture the whole time. And it wasn't a conversation. It was super just, just unsettling. Not in a bad, like, he's not a bad guy, but so that's like a different kind of weird. And then you've got like, you've got Halak, who is like super into his gear. Like, super into his gear really and you've got, huh. yeah oh yeah he's you think someone wears brian's with a custom like bear claw design they don't yeah, care it's about not their a gear one.
2: that's true that's true yeah. i'm sorry yeah. <laughs> and he like that's
0: he nice. helps them design that like years ago i, oh, was I would be to too guys. yeah if i were a pro gold, gold i'd be
3: all about it yeah man well, some of them aren't. switch up that mask man i'm getting, getting sick I of that,
0: tuka that. mask. I'm- I no. love that mask. What are you t- that's like telling Felix Podvin to switch up his mask. Who does that? <laughs> it's
4: gonna be. What? It's gonna be in the. Uh, well, I don't know if it's a stretch. I was gonna say hockey hall of fame. I don't think, no if the, I don't think that's a stretch, but considering that. No, I
0: don't think it's a, a stretch. He's a good
4: goaltender. Also, the criteria. Although I did tweet about
0: it, and somebody hockey. was like. That's ridiculous to assume he'd be a Hall of Famer.
3: I don't know. Just looking was, at the all-time like, save percentages. He <laughs> yeah, he was like number one. Yeah,
0: but yes. he, won his, he won his Stanley Cup as a backup. And then in 2013, he shit the bed, even though it was He's the team that choked. shit the bed. And, I mean, and he literally he, shit
3: the
4: bed one time. You, have, you <laughs> have to win a cup as a starting goaltender to get into the Hall of Fame. To get into the Hall of Fame, I forgot it's, that. Notoriously, like, yeah. yeah Henrik that's, why, that's why Henrik is
0: Lundqvist
1: is not going to yeah. yeah, <laughs> <Gerardo laughs> be in there. Yeah,
0: Roberto Luongo is <laughs> not going to be in there. No. It makes me want to make like a really stupid face at people when they say so. I want to make the, I want to make the Travis Connect me face at them. I'm sure you'll so. be like,
2: ah, so you like pitcher wins baseball, don't you? Yeah. All right, I, so, I, I just people. do
3: the the Brandon Tan of face. <laughs> oh,
0: You're <yeah, yeah. laughs> doing it. that. I'm making the like, <laughs> what's the reactions they're getting. Should we getting introduce our uh,
2: beers? Yeah, I was <laughs> going to say, maybe we should do that. We should. As, soon,
0: goes, as, as but... soon as my four-year-old walks up. <laughs> yeah, but we,
2: uh, we should.
4: But first, speaking of Henrik Lundqvist, the Hockey Podcast Network, after all, does have something to say. Oh, man. Did he do it right?
3: I'm James. And I'm Andy. And we host the Broadway Boys Podcast on the Hockey Podcast Network. And- <laughs> The youth movement is on in New York, so join us every Monday and Thursday as we cover the next generation of Blue Shirts on their quest towards the Stanley Cup.
2: Alexei LaFrontier, Coco Coco, Adam Fox with a beauty. First HL goal for Keandre Miller.
3: From breaking down games and providing updates on Rangers prospects to covering news from around the hockey world, the Broadway Boys Podcast has got you covered.
2: Save, sister a beauty.
3: We may not always agree, but where would the fun in that be?
2: And the Lemieux dropped
3: the gloves. We're a podcast for the people, and we want to feature just that—you, the fans. <laughs> Have a question you want answered, or a take you just need to get off your chest? Reach out to us on Twitter at Broadway Boys Pod, and we will address it on the podcast and make sure that your voice is heard. Andy! So what are you waiting for? Subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify or Google Podcasts today and join us as we bring the action from the garden straight to your ears. Only on the Hockey Podcast Network. Oh, baby.
4: So if you're a Rangers fan and a (laughs) Bruins fan, you're going to be pumped for this playoff race coming up.
2: And friendly uh, reminder also that Henrik Lundqvist does not play for the Rangers anymore. <laughs> but no, I know. But, but he's still going to... He always, always is associated. Good, like, yeah, I mean, he doesn't play for anyone anymore. That's he,
4: yeah, true. Did he even play a game as a cap? I think that, all that no. was before the season. So he's still no, technically only a Ranger. Season
3: yeah. Season. Yeah. And didn't he just retire or whatever? Or just say he wasn't playing this season?
4: He wasn't playing this season. Yeah. This I, season. I hope he gets another... I hope he... Gets another crack at it. That like, guy out of there's a lot. There's a. I can't right now, there's a right now there's a couple as
0: a coach. Of,
3: yeah. Did not yeah. if the caps win a cup, does he did did he win a cup? No, not this year. I mean like hopefully he I know number of games. Yeah.
4: No, no, I am th-
2: hoping yeah, they win the cup, they have him skate
0: out hold it
2: up. They put him in for like one second in the last the last second of the celly uh but yeah chris we should uh we should intro some beers,
3: let's intro some beers. it's like
2: now it's time to intro some beers let's go so no. 44 45 minutes into the episode
3: yeah I'm, I'm no longer drinking the beer that i wanted to intro but uh i was drinking a uh happy hops ipa by russian river brewing company and it was good uh probably not up to the standard i'm I'm used to of their their beers but also uh, that was in my beer fridge when the power went out so it's been like reheated and recooled so who knows if that's actually what it tastes like so <laughs> that's always good
0: I'm that currently good. drinking
3: yeah. a uh, Crooked Lane Mandarin Pale Ale um, and I've rated this one on the podcast before so I'm not going to do it alright okay, I'm <laughs> drinking a Miller Lite so it's not very exciting the, <laughs> the official the official crushable beer of, of Brews and Brewers podcast. <laughs> for, Crush for the uh,
4: third or fourth episode in a row, I got myself a Corona premiere. 37 and zero are the ratings. You can figure out what categories both of those are. Just considering it's a very, very, very light beer.
0: Um, so I'm not drinking a beer. Uh, I don't even think we have beer in the house right now, uh, but I did. So I... I don't drink, but uh, the Sporty with Corey and Richie Suave podcast on the Hockey Podcast Network um, over at our house uh, two days ago um, made themselves this very exciting, uh, like I came home one day and Richie had this bottle that had it was like a quarter full of this like really dark amber liquid, and then it had a bunch oh. of little sticks of vanilla in it. And I was oh. like, I was "Like, are you bootleg making vanilla liquor? Like, what is this?" And it was. He was like, he was like bootleg making a vanilla vodka, and he mixed it <laughs> with he mixed it with rum chata and ice cream and some chocolate syrup. And it was one of the best milkshakes I've ever tried. Uh, Corey Crenshaw, let me try some of hers. And then they gave me a shot of the vanilla vodka, and it was very tasty. Um, I drank about a fourth of the shot, and then handed the rest to Richie. But um, it was tasty, so that's I guess that's my drink because I'm I'm drinking coffee right now.
3: It sounds glorious, right on. It, it was.
0: Really oh. uh, I had to explain to someone why she was not allowed to have any milkshake. Um, she'll, get <laughs> she'll get some another day. So
2: there you go. What's Can there, people what's see that kind of milkshake?
0: Oh, uh, coffee!
2: Uh, I like coffee a lot.
0: Yeah. I love coffee
3: milkshakes. I'm actually this might surprise people. I'm a strawberry
2: milkshake guy. Oh, I do love strawberry milkshakes. Yeah.
0: Oh, mm-hmm. what?
2: Sorry, cat. Strawberry and coffee are very opposite ends of like the sweet spectrum, but that's yeah. kind of where I fall.
0: It's I like it's not that strawberry doesn't taste good, but to me, like if somebody tells me I'm getting a dessert and it doesn't taste like chocolate, if it tastes <laughs> like a fruit that's that's a betrayal. <laughs> that's a betrayal so see, like I, that's how i feel about like gelato too if it's like a mango ooh. or a strawberry people really are like, hey, oh it was no really see good i'm good. all about the like, fruity, flavors. Like, fruity flavors more into fruity flavors Yeah.
2: oh i don't even know I, mean, I, I appreciate like a good chocolate or like it. a cookie dough or something but like i'll always take like a creamsicle over like a like a vanilla like a traditional twist
3: I'm, I'm like a mango ice cream, mango gelato
2: kind of person. Mango is very good. Mango like flavored dessert things. Rat Every raspberry once in a while. shortcake, strawberry cheesecake. I mean, come on. Like, oh.
0: Every once in a while people will offer me some of their like, usually it's like a mango gelato or something. And they're like, the flavors are perfectly balanced. And I'm like, you don't want to waste it on me because I'm not happy about eating it. Um no peppermint milkshakes. That's that's my go to. like a good peppermint like, chocolate milkshake. That, yeah. that I like
2: seasonal to me. Yeah. 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 Agreed. Like shamrock shake season at McDonald's. <laughs> is that peppermint? I don't even know it's somehow kind of mint. I think it I think it is. I think, I think uh I think
3: peppermint schnapps uh if you if you want to go <laughs> with it.
1: So <laughs> I
0: I did do that one time. I made someone uh, I was making milkshakes because uh, I I bartended at TGI Fridays in college, and uh, which is yeah. an adventure. Yeah, that's.
2: I bet that's, yeah.
0: That's yeah. Um, and somebody asked me for something involving Rumplemans. They said that it didn't didn't care what it was. They just wanted their drink to taste like candy cane, <laughs> and so I made them a Rumplemans milkshake, and it was delicious. But like they couldn't drive home.
2: Yeah. So. <laughs> That's fair. That's, oh, yeah. man, I could go for one of those right now. That sounds pretty good.
0: Yeah, that does sound good right now.
2: Wait, got so got things for cat? I, got,
3: I got, a uh, got a thing. I got, I got two What's things. Thing? We'll start with two, two things. things. How are you? Uh, <laughs> I'm doing well. How are you? I'm uh, one really <laughs> <fantastic>. <laughs> right, okay. Chris's to you.
4: new nickname is two things.
3: So, one, this is <laughs> the man with might, two things. This man. <laughs> <laughs> all right uh this this may have been your cat who brought this on this podcast but it was uh i felt camaraderie with jets fans knowing that there is a sect of jets fans who hate connor hellebuck
0: oh yeah they hate him
3: why do they not know that the Jets have one of the worst I, defensive cores in the entire league, and Connor Hellebuck is basically saving them?
0: That's there's. It's kind of the same as there's this sect of New York Rangers fans, like diehard Rangers fans, who sincerely do not think that Henrik Lundqvist belongs in the Hall of Fame.
4: Well, he doesn't win and the I, big game. I
0: cannot fathom that. I cannot imagine having that be my team's starting goaltender for. 15 years and thinking I could do better. Like I just, I don't, I don't know what worms have been, I assume it's brain worms. It's, you know, I don't want to speak ill of those whose brains are not like working at full. I do. But yeah, that's that's (laughs) the only possible logic there is when you are so fixated on like almost kind of a savior complex, right? Like if you're so fixated on the best guy on your team being like being perfect and not potentially looking at the rest of the team to help them out. That's, I, I can't help you there. Like, there's nothing it's I can do. That's very targeted. Nothing I can do.
2: Yeah. <laughs> that's intentional. It's just like looking for it's the easy cop out, right? Like Drew was saying, it's the yeah. easy cop out. It's like, oh, we're losing. So the goalie's got to be the problem. It's, no. Right. Or if we're winning in the Bruins case and the goalie's still got to be the problem because we're not winning I've out. never heard a good
3: answer to uh, who would you rather have. When Ooh. when given the, like, legitimately somebody who is achievable to acquire, who would you rather have than Tuca Rask? And I've never gotten a good answer to that.
2: I mean, like, I'm not going to be like, oh, like, the Tuca Rask is the best goalie ever. But even then, it's like, there's not that many other goalies, regardless of whether or not you actually get them, that I'd rather have. like.
0: Well, even know. not looking at achievable to get. Like, if you yeah. say, okay, we're going to Patrick this and we're going to, trade half our team for a starting goalie who out there would you be willing to trade everyone for like that you would have a tangible improvement over Rask and I would argue that nobody is a yeah nobody's a I think that maybe Marc-Andre Fleury can sometimes be better there are seasons where Andre Vasilevsky I would say is probably a little bit better baseline wouldn't Um, want
3: that contract though
0: but yeah, no. Mm. Um that's like I think,
3: I think John Gibson based on like. contract alone is somebody if he's stuck behind like the Bruins defensive structure would be really great.
0: I'm not kinda curious if, of if Anaheim's I was gonna say I'm kinda curious if, if Anaheim's broken him or not. Like I don't would know it'd be, if be an interesting I don't know thing. if he's at the point where he needs to be a reclamation project or if he's just my child, by the way, is doing a three hundred piece puzzle, and every other word I say, she's like dropping a piece on the floor.
4: <laughs> <That's bizarre. laughs>
0: I keep getting oh, yeah. hit in the oh. foot with like these tiny little puzzle pieces. But no, uh,
4: I—I'll DM the link to the call to Gibson right now so we can actually ask him. Mm-hmm. If, if I feel he's like broken. he just—he'd
0: do that like slow blink at us, like like the sloth from Zootopia, and be like, "I'm <laughs> not really sure. <laughs> I feel pretty calm." Because that's how he interviews. that's really, <laughs> yeah, yeah. He sounds like he's a like when he first came into the league, there were comments on Twitter that people thought he was high. And that's just he's just <laughs> he's he's always like that. He's one of those people who, like his resting heart rate has to be like twenty two. We get that about
3: um, Drew all the time. Uh, happy 420, by the way, Drew.
4: Uh, oh, it's not 420. Wait, yet, is it? But it is It
3: is
0: 420 oh, Eve, tomorrow. so
4: remember to leave out your milk and cookies for Snoop Dogg. This episode <laughs> is
3: being released tomorrow, Drew. You ruined it all.
4: Oh, you're right. It is. Okay. Oh. <clears throat> it is uh, currently yeah. 420, <laughs> which is, uh, I-, I don't want to say it never mind I'm saying it after Very curious. it's a fun fact
2: it's not a fun fact <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm like curious what would you possibly be not willing to say about weed on this podcast <laughs> it's not about weed at all but
4: alright do you uh, want me to say it well I feel like I now mean, the whole thing. Ken, gonna crazy. have to edit it out so yeah go ahead I've actually said it before in the pod but it's also <laughs> the only reason I remember that is because it's 420 I was asked if I was in the- And I was like, no, it's just because weed. But uh, I do get all the time that I am. (laughs) Cat's losing it. Um, (laughs) See, that's why I was hesitant. (laughs) weird the best thing. (laughs) I was taught it in high school and I was like, oh, 420, that's weed.
3: (laughs) Wow. That was it. Let let the record show I am not a participant in 420 for... Federal government and uh, <laughs> Hitler reasons. Oh, oh, let the record
4: show that I am participating in the, the weed. I work mm-hmm. at a restaurant. It's not a big
2: deal. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Fast forward to Drew getting fired from you, you respond, like, <laughs> I am
4: really surprised by people who are are like able to work at a, a restaurant and not do at least do something.
3: <laughs> but good for you if you can because it's very so my second question for cat was you. <laughs> uh, was uh lovisa Solander, huh
0: Woo. that's a that's a huh, oh, she's so okay so she's so good but the other goalie Manuel levy oh Levie, Levie. Yeah, sorry the uh, talking about that talking about goalie. that isabel cup final um I, I went to I goal-tending gonna, camp. I thought was, you were gonna
3: come with some really hot takes like no, uh, you know who should have been playing the no, no. <laughs> Isabel Cup final, Victoria Hansen.
0: No, I'm not that kind of band. Come on. <laughs> um, no, I uh, I'm I'm good friends with Mandy LeVier because we went to goaltending camp together. And uh so that game I I love Louisa Solander. I think she's one of the best goaltenders in in I, I don't even wanna say just in the NWHL right now. I think she's one of the best ones in women's hockey at the moment, um, but I also—I don't know if you guys got to watch the the semifinal games where uh, Mandy LeVier ended up making something like fifty-two stops and she like a, she seven to a shutout nothing
3: win or some shit. Yeah, yeah, she
0: recorded a shutout. when they told her that after the game, because she's she's one of those like almost like a John Gibson, she's so cool and collected. And they they told her they were like, hey, so like however many saves it was shut out when I, how was and she was like it was a shutout and she's kind of blinked and she was like wow <laughs> and, <laughs> and she's she's so small she's one of those like like I think she's listed at five seven I feel like I was like half a foot taller than her um and she's like this big and she just gets where she needs almost like like Yarrow Halak and Auntie Ranta those guys who are little but like just manage to get where they need to be. And they make some really wacky looking saves cause they don't have size on their side. And that's, that's her. She's so much fun to watch. And I feel like, I feel like uh, pride fans got a chance to, to cheer that on. I think it was a fun game for both teams being able to watch yeah. both goalies, but they're so different. Cause LeVier does like everything. And sometimes you watch her and you're like, what was that? And, and then Salander like, you know what she's going to do? Cause she's, She's very precise and she's very collected and very technical. And I think she's she's so much fun to watch too. Uh but I think if uh if Boston fans want to complain about two girls, they can watch her. And if they want to complain about both of them, like they, they should be done with hockey. you're just
2: miserable fucking people and stuff. Yeah, like,
0: <laughs> like at that point, get help. Get help. Yeah, like uh,
2: honestly, like
3: so I'm I'm glad you brought up Amanda LeVier because I knew she was about that life as soon as I watched the first game of the Lake Placid, uh, fake yeah. bubble thing. That so that was that was an insane game for
0: she's for so much and fun and she she makes a lot of fun videos. She uh, she made a video that she put like she'll line dance in her goalie gear and when she won the yeah. Isabel Cup with uh because she won it as a member of the Buffalo Buttes. <clears throat> And then moved to the Minnesota Whitecaps, won there too. Um, and after she won in Buffalo, she uh, went and posed out front of Victoria's Secret in full goalie gear. And her tweet was, my cup size is Isabel. <laughs> <laughs> and, like that's, that's a really hard goalie not to root for. So. Yeah, <laughs> Fair. Um,
1: I awesome. will say
0: though, like <laughs> speaking of the Isabel cup. So when I, when I had my daughter, her name is Isabel Clark. Um, and didn't even equate it to women's hockey because I really didn't want to do one of those like super meaningful names that she then has to like, either live up to or shun. And as soon as I announced her name, uh, Mark Demont, who covers the, I believe he works for the Canadians right now, but uh, he he's really into women's hockey and he said, oh, did you name her after the women's championships? Because the CWHL was the Clarkson Cup, Clark, and then the nwhl was the isabel cup <laughs> and i was like uh no like, um,
2: fuck. <laughs> i
0: thought it was i thought my daughter would love it so we were watching the isabel cup on nbcsn which That's shout out good. to them for putting the game on mm-hmm. so we were able to watch it on on tv live and uh every time they talked about the isabel cup because she can read now uh she would just sort of huff, and she would look at me, and she'd go. They keep calling it the Isabel Cup. It's not spelled I S A B E L L E. It's spelled I S O B E L. That's the Isabel Cup, and they're they just they can't read it. <laughs> so she wanted no part of it. Like Isabel. she didn't care that that it was her name. I was like, look, it's your name. Like they get to win your trophy, and she was like, but it's not. That is
2: it's not at all where I thought that was going. It's <laughs> on. So I also didn't
0: she think was Kat super unfocused. Daughter the, on our podcast. Yeah. <laughs> So uh, that's my fun story for that. That should balance out talking about day, I think. Yeah.
4: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, probably. And now I, I keep that in if Cam edits
3: my cat just <laughs> out of context. <laughs> it's like, yeah, it
4: is. It actually is. I think anything is really better. Not anything, <laughs> but most things like 99% of things.
3: Whew. Now you have a uh, difficult decision to make uh, in yeah. terms of What's how you're going to. Glad <laughs> I asked four days in yeah, exactly. Have have op- I have power. Options. Actually,
2: now I have power, so it's okay.
3: Yeah. Oh uh, man. Now I'm thinking back to like anything I said that could be spliced together in a weird way. Yeah. Oh, not... remember I did that for you Oh <laughs> yeah. In- very, very famously, I. I said verbatim on the podcast, I would never trade David Posternock and drew spliced together like a bunch of things to say like I, I think <laughs> I think you this team would be fine without David Posternock. <laughs> I need to find it. <laughs> I I don't think he's that good or something like that. <laughs> I would trade him. <laughs> oh,
2: <okay. laughs> this is how
3: fake news happens. Absolutely, uh, right cam, cam cam scam fake news hazard. yeah scam
2: you know, you know all those fake news journalists who work seventeen hour shifts. That's it, dude. Uh, <laughs> thank
3: you for your service.
2: <laughs> yeah, that sucked. <laughs> it was so long, guys. How are you awake right now? I slept all day. It's how oh, <laughs> well, that's right?
4: why we didn't hear from you. No. Like, we didn't 8:30. hear from you. Wow. Like,
2: that makes complete sense. Yeah, actually. no, I went to work at 3 15 p.m. yesterday and I got home at 8.30 this morning. Oh. <laughs> and that was real fun. Sucks. <laughs> yeah,
0: no, I, but, uh,
2: what do you know,
3: Are we at the time of the year where uh, you're on the same time zone as me, or is that like, yes, the- yeah,
0: yeah, We're we're in the same time zone right now, which is really kind of screwing. That's kind of what screwed this up a little bit because uh, I get off work at 5.30 um, and then I go and get, obviously, my my small spawn, who's not that small, as you guys saw, like, small sitting spawn. in my lap. She's the same size as me now. Um, <laughs> I, and so by the time I get home, it's usually, like, 6.20, 6.30-ish. And uh, usually I get home and I'm, like, delirious. Uh, but I, yeah. I I don't have that extra hour to like collect myself before I'm like I'm not only two hours behind you guys I'm three so it's been it's been making for fun recording my podcast too just because Mikey's <laughs> in the Eastern time zone having to record yeah. at like midnight and I'm I'm over Shout, here. Shouts
2: to that so. guy. Uh, yeah. Oh my God. What a king. Yeah. I I, well, I, haven't to, I haven't gotten
0: you I haven't gotten to listen to his episode was he as as wild as I'm hoping he was. Oh, so
3: he's God. Been, he's been on twice. I would recommend yeah. the first one. Yeah. Uh, the first, first one true. was the one where the Islanders beat the Bruins oh, in, in overtime. Oh. We recorded the episode after that and we basically refused to talk about the Bruins. Yeah.
0: <laughs> did you like, just have to mute him the whole No, we, time we,
2: we pretty much gave Mikey an open mic. And yeah, open Mikey. I was yeah. like, we need to have this guy on every week. I think he, he'll to have to replace me. Is it we, I think for the first open time Mikey. in the history of the
3: podcast, other than maybe, I think, either Drew or Cam's birthday, I forget which, we definitely did shots during, but um, before before That's the episode... Trash. Before the episode, we all did a shot together.
2: And oh then, my
0: god!
3: Uh, I don't remember. Like
0: it Mikey, just like
2: religiously Mikey's
3: apologizing
0: favorite. to us. <laughs> it was great. Yeah, that sounds about right. A
3: lot, a lot of Mikey <laughs> apologizing it. and talking about Shrek Three, and then apologizing <laughs> about talking about Shrek Three
2: uh, well, I'll continue well, to talk it about like Shrek Three. <laughs> like,
0: so you basically had the three tiers for gold yeah, Podcast, definitely by the Hockey Podcast Network. I, okay.
3: I had to uh okay i, I had to sure kind of steer team. him into scott talk he didn't bring it up on his own
0: oh no 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 i'm i'm so tired of the scott talk <laughs> <laughs> i i i love mikey That's... Oh, how
3: can you not no i i i sincerely love your podcast i think it's a really really good hockey podcast and
0: thank uh, you it's and- it's felt kind of like it's not lately. I feel like we've we've kind of even if we're not, it almost feels like a rut sometimes, just because this last year's been like the less time I spend around people who are not poor poor Richie, my roommate, and my four-year-old, uh, the less I feel like a human being. And I think this is actually the Joker's origin story. So uh, <laughs> So our podcast's gotten a little a little weird at times, but uh, I, I appreciate that. And if you haven't listened to our most recent episode, you can learn uh, why you need to drink water after the second. Yeah, not twelve season.
3: beers. Because, yeah, <laughs> right.
0: Because I I hydrated and I slept, and other than a sore arm, I was fine. I was just a little tired. Mikey felt like he'd been hit by a bus. And I he didn't was, know like, oh, why The to... second one was killing me. And he was like, yeah, I went out and immediately consumed 12 beers at a first <laughs> party. Like I was I'm like, what i going to do? Except I
3: heard about it, right? I'm still it. i didn't, I, like, d- I didn't know what to do with myself when I heard him say that.
0: I, <laughs> I was like, really.
3: dude, dude, dude. Like, you <laughs>
0: blamed me for having a Diet Coke can in my car. Because she was like, yeah, you need to hydrate better than that. Don't drink. I was like, I don't drink Diet Coke. This is in here from work. Uh she was like, well, but I but I see it, so you might want might to stay away from that for a few days. And I was like, okay, mom. Uh apparently Mikey's nurse did not do that because he went He crushed all like, beers. Just, like,
3: even if you're just thinking logically, like you're getting a I vaccine, know. you want your immune system to be like at its best <laughs> to fight off this I'm fake so, virus.
1: So and and so you
3: just I'm drink like, 12 beers. <laughs>
0: That's why he's he me on this podcast. Yeah. God. <laughs> God. that was the best thing I've ever heard. That was so good.
3: I just that guy man. Like I I love him to death. I want to go drink
2: 12 beers with him. I <laughs> absolutely.
3: We I mean we we had him back on like almost immediately. Like the the next time the Bruins played the Islanders or like, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. the Improvis. <laughs> Mikey back on. And then we made him talk about hockey cuz the Bruins won. Uh, I want to do a fully chaotic, just crossover
2: episode.
0: I was gonna say know. we need to have the crossover episode. At yeah, some no, point. it's gonna like, be a like, soon.
2: Mess, but I'm. I we, we should definitely have it happen. For. We, we should do a, a three way, way crossover episode and just invite Corey and Richie on to and just have eight people.
0: Eight? <laughs> eight, oh, that'd be eight, good.
2: Eight person chaos or seven, I guess uh, would be right. Yeah, whatever.
0: <laughs> yeah, someone's uh, grandparents would. They're overdue to to have her visit and i think that would be when that that would be a good
2: night for it yeah yeah
3: <laughs> really appreciate that you keep calling Although, izzy, <laughs> izzy someone just so you don't have to say okay. her name
0: <laughs> well so i did i i took a shower yesterday and while iz was like hanging congrats out on in that by the room, way thank I, you. that's, that's the thing i don't do my most first, days. my, my first pandemic.
1: shower same same, um, same
0: my first shower in a year but no i uh I told her I was like, "Hey, I'm gonna go go hop in the shower. I know I usually do that like after her bedtime. Um, I was i like, am 'I'm gonna just go get watch a movie.'" Good <laughs> And I uh, I get out of the shower and I look at my phone and I've got a text from Richie and I was like, "Oh, maybe he left to go visit his parents or something because they live like half an hour away." And and he's just letting me know like that we need to pick something up from the store. And I look at my phone and it says. Hi, mommy. I love you so much. Have a safe trip to California, <laughs> and then forty poop emojis and an angel. I <laughs> was like, "What just happened?" And sure enough, Izzy had a uh, had taken. He he gave her his phone and just like gave just her free reign. Yeah, I, I walk into his room and she's sitting like on his bed next to him texting me and he's like he just like handed his phone to a four-year-old i was like i wouldn't do that i don't give her my phone but yeah and i was like what what do you believe something and he was like oh it's like what can she possibly do to it i I would
3: just i would just assume she would buy a bunch of games on his phone and start playing
0: one of these days she's gonna download like she's gonna download something bad on his phone and he's gonna like I'm not going to feel bad because he knowingly hands her her his phone on a regular basis. So that's that's I'm
2: walking into that one. Yeah.
0: Yeah.
4: Oh, oh, by the way, uh, just so we're clear, Chris does want to trade Pasternak.
3: I would give up Pasternak. I think that first line works without Pasternak because I also don't love David Pasternak. I don't care about him all that much as a person. (laughs)
2: <laughs> that is amazing we need to tweet that out like every day my god it's, it's been out there uh, People yeah, loved it. Out. i've never <laughs> seen that until now that's amazing i this is um, this is brilliant
3: drew, drew tweeted that from the account
2: wow <laughs> the, i don't care
3: about him that much as a person
4: was about like someone yeah. completely different
3: <laughs> i i forget who it was i think it might have been Hi, Izzy. Can you
0: say hi, She can't hear you. Here.
3: I understand <laughs> how headphones work, Kat. <laughs> <laughs> <you>
0: <laughs> um, just... Unmute. There we go. Now if you guys say something, she can hear it.
3: Hi Izzy. hi, Izzy.
0: Hi, Hey, Isabel, who's who's the best goalie in the world, do you think? Who's the best goalie, do you think? <laughs> mm-hmm. I don't know. You don't know? Uh, who's your favorite? do you think? That's a weird thing to do. Yeah, don't do that. What's <laughs> <laughs> in your hair? What's up called? You didn't know? You didn't know? Who's the best uh, hockey team? Who? Who? You got to say it loud or nobody can hear you? Ante Ranta. Ante-Ranta.
2: <laughs> the Ranta. I love it.
3: Classic. The best love, team, I love Auntie Ranta. <laughs> what
0: about the girls? Are they good? Yeah. Are they the best or is it the characters? I got another is it the Coyotes or the Bruins? Who's oh. better? Hey.
3: Correct
0: Is answer. Recorded? It's,
3: hey, we we have that. We're going to play it forever. Yeah. Is
0: <laughs> that right
3: there? Um, that should be our intro. Yeah.
0: better? The Coyotes or the Bruins? So, have either of you guys ever watched... or? either because-
3: either of drew or cam because
0: Because yeah, I forget. Um, that was i felt so bad i <laughs> i was like staring at the camera hating that i was staring at the camera because i just wanted to go to bed and i was like oh my god and my brain just like shut down and i panicked more and more and then I... I felt
3: i felt bad for like even saying anything i didn't i didn't expect anyone to see it except for you but like a bunch of people just started liking it and, like replying and shit and i was like no i didn't mean i meant for that to like
0: <laughs> all my <reply> guys. um <laughs> but uh have you guys watched uh the amazing world of gumball
3: no i don't not... know what that is
0: so it's this cartoon on Cartoon Network, and it's basically Rick and Morty for children.
3: Which is like, something Drew might watch. Identical do even watch Rick and Morty.
0: Identical energy to Rick and Morty, but hmm. for children. Um, and it's the weirdest thing I've ever seen, and she's obsessed with it. She's burned through five seasons, and she started watching it like three weeks ago, so...
2: All right.
3: So is that a recommendation or Yeah, like, should I check it out though?
1: Or like is it good?
0: Respect this opinion. Um,
3: okay. So something something for Drew to do tomorrow as of this recording. Yeah. yeah. After yeah. work. <laughs> after work. I have work.
0: Yes, any other questions? Hold your...
3: Uh I'll save no. it for next time. Yeah, when no, I'll, I'll definitely sure. remember my really smart Jeremy Scolman question.
2: I'll just tweet at you tomorrow. It's all right. Yeah. <laughs> all right. Well, Kat, thank you for coming on. Anything you want to plug?
0: Um, listen to three cheers for goaltender interference. Uh, do that. Please do. Have, it's good. We're gonna have some pretty Better fun. Coming up, uh, maybe maybe even these guys, uh, Cam and Drew and uh, the other guy. One I saved in my phone is the other uh, Bruce Groans. <laughs> Podcast member.
3: You have my last name though, so you can't pretend. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but
0: yeah, that's not it. Forget yeah, it. A... <laughs> just clothesline yourself with my trash.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> once again, just like like always. I feel like I have a couple little stories that I'm working on here and there, but uh. I did for, for COVID this year. I, I wanted to actually take some pressure off myself. Um, and I didn't know if games were even going to happen. So I essentially, I'll, I finished things on, on my timeline this year. I'm kind of taking the year off from deadlines, um, which I'm sure everybody would like to be able to say. Um, and so, yeah, I have no idea when anything's coming out. But
3: I took the year off from deadlines, too. My boss didn't really <laughs> like that, though. Yeah. <laughs>
2: So did I. That's why I worked 17 straight hours overnight. So,
1: yeah.
2: <laughs> <laughs> oh, all right. Well, Kat, thank you as always for coming on. Uh, we'll be bugging you to come on soon and you can dodge us or whatever you need to do. But it is the business season. So, thank you. Yeah. yeah, not too far away. Not too far away.
3: What qualifies as Vezna season? Isn't that
4: like A the whole season? NHL season? Yeah. You know what,
2: Chris? No, no, you didn't. Oh, one question is what
4: do you. One question is: What do you think Swayman's chances of the best? Are? 100%. <laughs>
0: um, if uh, if, if Haggerty was was voting, um,
1: yeah, well, he'd mm-hmm.
0: be winning. True, um, and we'd have we have Rask on waivers already. But um,
3: I, I am curious. This is a dumb question. Uh, what do you think the like minimum number of consecutive shutouts would be that a a player would have to have as their like total number of games played to win the Vesna. Like, if you had ten shutouts in a row and you only played ten games, like, would you win the Vesna?
0: Um, that's a good question. I feel like people will be able to answer it if uh, if Michael Bunting wins the Calder.
3: <laughs> oh <Also>, yeah, <laughs> dude, just like scoring goals every game.
0: Nice. Uh, does, does he
3: still? Does he still only have one assist?
0: Yeah. <laughs> Oh so fun fact, uh the first player I ever I ever interviewed, um, year before Iz was born, and then he was the first player that Iz got to interview with me while she was like in my little front pack and I asked him about <laughs> the style of his game and he said that his goal is just to be Brad Marshand. Um Sick. I, think, I think he's doing a pretty good job of it because he's he's made a couple teams in the West want to kill him so far and he's only played <laughs> ten games this year. Um but yeah, and he's kind of kind of pulling the Martian. He's scoring like crazy. Martian yeah. is one of the only two players who has more goals than him in this. And at he- the
3: age of 27, he'll learn how to become an elite passer. Yeah, all you gotta do is play with Patrice Bergeron.
0: I mean, I was gonna. <laughs> say, who's he gonna pass to on the? Third?
3: Yeah. <laughs> so. Connor Garland.
0: Oh, they're an amazing line together. <laughs>
2: All right, sure. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right, well, we all set. Every yeah, we good, yeah, yeah. We sing. Izzy good. Is this is good.
3: Ready to go? She's like, "Hey, get out of here." <laughs> what are we? What are we singing?
4: Um, whatever uh, Izzy's favorite oh, song. Yeah, so yeah was... what's Izzy's
3: favorite song?
0: <laughs> I don't know. <laughs>
3: it's a lot of pressure.
0: Is, is it? Uh, is it a Taylor Swift song or is it a Rihanna song? No Oof, song. Good man,
3: what
4: good choices.
0: It? Oh, Old Town Road.
3: Oh. I'm gonna take my horse oh, to the, the, the old town, old town road. road. I'm Ride till I can